Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, no GM in place still, but there is a third name that's been added to the mix. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for January 23rd, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We definitely appreciate that. As I mentioned before, the the uh, support for the show on YouTube has been incredible. Uh, Raider Nation has been very supportive. And, of course, my man Ari's done a fantastic job each and every day. We definitely shout him out and appreciate him. Check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. All ways that you can get a hold of the show. Coming up in segment number three, we'll have your calls and texts. A lot of feedback. Talking about quarterbacks. Talking about AP. Talking about the GM. And talking about a whole lot more. So we'll get as much in as possible coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, we'll get back to the quarterback conversation, but we'll take it from another angle. Another, another look. And what that is, is others that I've had on my radio show or have been on the radio station in general uh, will give you their thoughts on the quarterback position and certain quarterbacks that'll be in the draft and potentially available for the silver and black. So you'll hear from RG3. You'll hear from Devontae Adams. You'll also hear from Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl. So all three of those you'll hear from coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do, and we'll go ahead and jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So jumping into the news and notes of the day, there's still no press conference. There's still no GM. We just don't know, right? I got the MJ shoulder shrug going on as I just do not know what's going on with the GM position coming out of the weekend. On Monday show, I was talking about it. Felt like it was Ed Dodds and Champ Kelly, and that's everything that I knew that I, I believed and I was told over the weekend uh, You know, by people that know exactly what they're talking about. And then all of a sudden on Monday, Tom Telesco, formerly of the Chargers, has another interview with the Silver and Black. So now it's a three-headed monster. Tom Telesco, Ed Dodds, and Champ Kelly. And there's multiple reasons for that. And I don't know what the reasons are. I'll be 100% transparent. Don't know what those reasons are. It could be one of many different things. It could be multiple things. Champ Kelly, they still might not be 100% sold on. I mentioned it on Monday's show. It felt like it was a split room. Uh, the football people really wanted Dodds, and the others really wanted Champ Kelly. But now you add Tom Telesco to the mix. So what's going on is... Uh, Ed Dodds potentially waiting for Jim Harbaugh to decide where he's going to go. He's meeting with the Chargers again. He's having another interview with the Chargers, so that shoe may drop sooner rather than later. Uh, as I mentioned, Champ Kelly, they may not all be 100% sold on. Tom Telesco, when he was with the Chargers, he drafted a lot of talent. He was able to get a lot of talent to the team. They just weren't able to develop that talent, and that's why coach after coach has been fired. But he was able to bring in a lot of talent. Now, the question is, is that a real GM position that they're interviewing him for? Could it potentially be that head of football operations uh, like I've talked about before? I don't know. You know, are Ed Dodds and Champ Kelly, are they two that can coexist with each other? Can Dodds be the GM and Kelly be the assistant GM? What's, you know, what's the scenario? I do know that the Panthers have now hired their GM. They actually stayed in-house and, and uh, you know, uh, and gave a promotion 
to uh, Dan Morgan. So now he's going to be the GM there with the Carolina Panthers. And that's the only other place that Champ Kelly interviewed. So it's not like he's got a lot of different options uh, knocking on his door saying, hey, we want you to be the GM. So is he willing to stay on as the assistant GM? Is Dodds willing to work with him as the GM? Is Tom Telesco in the mix? Like, what, what, what is really going on? But I know all three guys have interviewed multiple times with the silver and black. So that's the latest and greatest when it comes to the GM. There's still no resolution. It could happen today. It could happen another day. Aaron Wilson, who covers the NFL like a glove, put out on Twitter on Monday, Raiders' decision between Dodds, Telesco, and Champ Kelly expected at the earliest Tuesday. So that doesn't mean anything uh, positive. Like, yeah, it's going to be coming down the pipeline. Now, with that being said, it could be talked about and announced right now for all we know, depending on what time you're listening to this. But uh, that was Aaron Wilson. He's very plugged in. Uh, he covers the, the league like a glove. He's based out of Houston, but he knows his stuff. He's been a guest on my radio show many times. So it sounds like it's down to all three guys, Telesco, Dodds, Champ Kelly. Not sure what the deciding factor is going to be. I'm sure we'll find out sooner rather than later. But that's that. I do know that there is a press conference on Wednesday. I do know that for sure. I got hit up by the Raiders.com side of things, and I was supposed to uh, first be there today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center to record something for uh, Raiders.com and Behind the Shield and the Silver and Black Productions. And then it got canceled because there was supposed to be a coach's press conference. And then about 20 minutes later, I get a text message. Yeah, never mind. It's not canceled. Uh, There's not going to be a press conference until Wednesday. And that's for the coach. I'm not guaranteed that that's for the GM. Only time will tell. But I do know there will be a press conference on Wednesday at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. So this morning around 10 a.m., I'll go over to the Intermountain Health Performance Center and I'll record something. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure it's going to talk about uh, the season, AP, what he brought to the table. But I'm not 100% sure. They just said, hey, we need you at 10. Can you show up? So there I go. (laughs) So I'll be there sooner rather than later. And who knows exactly what we'll be talking about. So the other shoe that everyone's waiting to drop is who is AP going to bring in as the offensive coordinator? We know a lot of the offensive side of things, the staff has been relieved of their duties and we're wondering, okay, who is AP going to bring in? We've heard about Cliff Kingsbury. We've heard about a couple others. Well, starting to get narrowed down just a little bit. Now, off top, the Tennessee Titans, they're hiring uh, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their next head coach. It's not official yet, but it should be sometime today. Now, if that name Brian Callahan sounds familiar, well, yes, it's the son of Bill Callahan. And two, he was the quarterback coach for the Raiders back in 2018. He's been with Cincinnati uh, ever since. He's been the offensive coordinator there. He's about to be the Tennessee Titans next head coach. So where do they go for their offensive coordinator? Well, this is a guy that the Raiders could look at as well, and that's Dan Pitcher. Dan Pitcher is the quarterback's coach there in Cincinnati. Natty, he may get a promotion to the offensive coordinator spot, but he has a lot of interviews lined up this week, including with the Patriots today. He's also flying into Vegas today, or probably tonight, uh, and then he'll meet with the Raiders on Wednesday, and then he'll be with the Saints on Thursday. And like I said, Cincinnati could still try to retain him as their potential offensive coordinator. My guy Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and, of course, Raider Nation Radio 920 pointed this out. He said, with the Raiders getting set to interview Bengals quarterback coach Dan Pitcher for the offensive coordinator job, one big connection to consider. Marvin Lewis, who is now on the Raiders staff, gave Pitcher his first NFL coaching job back in 2016. My guy Raider Izzy actually pointed that out to me a couple times as well and kept saying that that's a guy to pay attention to. And so, obviously, with Marvin Lewis having those connections and having the connections to Dan Pitcher, I would think that he would have a good opportunity to be the Raiders offensive coordinator if, in fact, they wanted to go in that direction. I know there were some guys like Shane Walden were high on uh, some Raider Nation's uh, wish list for offensive coordinator. He's headed to the Chicago Bears. And I'll tell you, I was never sold on Seattle Seahawks and their their offense. I never thought it was great, so I didn't think that he would 
was like the top of the food chain when it came to candidates for the offensive coordinator position, but it doesn't matter anymore. He's off to the the, uh, the Chicago Bears, so he's going to work with whatever quarterback they have, Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, or others. Also, uh, the Raiders have put in a request, just like the Steelers have, for passing game coordinator Zach Robinson from the Rams. So Robinson's interviewed with the Patriots. He's going to do that today. He's already interviewed with the Bears, and obviously he didn't get that job there with the Bears. Uh, That went to Shane Walden. Uh, But the Raiders and Steelers both have put in a request for him, and I know he's on a lot of people's wish list as well. So that kind of sums up the offensive coordinator position as of right now, who the Raiders could be looking at. And that doesn't mean that they're limited to that. They could be bringing in other guys as well. I'm sure we'll find out uh, some more names sooner rather than later. But that's right now, again, the latest and the greatest. Also, before we get into segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, here in the news and notes section of this segment, wanted to uh, pass on some honors that Raider players received. Raiders punter A.J. Cole has been selected to the Pro Football Writers of, of America All-NFL team. His second All-NFL selection, 2021, was his first one. And also Max Crosby was selected to the Pro Football Writers of America uh all AFC team, which is his third consecutive all AFC selection, 2021 to 2023. Now, the one thing that confuses me about this and uh, Levi Damien from USA Today, he actually pointed this out on Twitter and I was like, man, I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking it. So the Pro Football Writers of America Association, they name Max Crosby all AFC, all AFC team, but not the all NFL team. Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson was named all NFL team, but not the all AFC team. So Crosby's considered the best in the AFC, but a different AFC defensive end is the best in the NFL. Make that make sense. Because <laughs> it really doesn't. Like I like to tell my man Ari all the time, your math is not mathing. That math right there is not mathing either. And I feel like that that was one of those cases where it was just a lazy vote and guys just kind of filled in anyone uh, quick, fast, in a hurry. And I hate when they do that. And some people do. Some people don't take the honor to be able to vote for these guys and these kind of awards as seriously as they should. So a lot of times you'll see inconsistencies. And if that's not an inconsistency, I don't know what is. Max Crosby, all AFC team, but not all NFL team. Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson, all NFL team, not all AFC team. Again, how does that make sense? It really doesn't. That's just me. Coming up in segment number two, we'll get into the quarterback conversation after a day away, and uh, you'll hear from some guys. You'll hear from RG3. You'll hear from Devontae Adams, and you'll hear from Jim Nagy, all things quarterbacks. We'll do that in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. In the NFL regular season, you know it's in the books. Matter of fact, championship weekend, it is upon us. They're down to the final four teams, Kansas City versus Baltimore and San Francisco versus the Lions. Right now is a great time to get in all the action with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app, it's easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. Same game parlays, make a parlay in the parlay hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. Plus, you could just make bets in the new explore tab and plenty plenty more how about player prop bets yeah they got those and they even have special player prop bets or just prop bets in general when it comes to the super bowl so you want to get in on the action and you want to get in on the action right now visit fanduel.com locked on make your first bet a layup with fanduel the official partner of the nfl your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, want to get into the quarterback conversation as it pertains to the silver and black. I like Aiden O'Connell. I just think that Aiden O'Connell has limitations, and I think that the Raiders shouldn't settle. 
I think the Raiders should really try to push the envelope and try to get the best person at that position, right? Get the very best that they can. And I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks in this upcoming draft that they can go out and get. And of course, there's still the Justin Fields option uh, that they can go out and make a trade if they so do, uh, in fact, want to do that. For me, that would be my last option. Uh, for a veteran quarterback would be make that Justin Fields trade, but that's just me. There's others out there that think that, you know, Justin Fields would be a really good player with the silver and black, and he very well might be. But again, that's not my option A, B, or C. Uh, when you look at some of these quarterbacks and some of that will be featured uh, here in this segment here, segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Right. Caleb Williams is the the best quarterback, I believe, in the draft. Jaden Daniels is my favorite quarterback in the draft with the familiarity with Antonio Pierce, with what he was able to do with his legs and his arm, being a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, I just think that this guy could bring a lot of good things to the silver and black. So he's my favorite. If there's a quarterback that I'd love to see the Raiders land, it'd be Jaden Daniels. But. I've skipped over Michael Penix a few times. I don't want to do that. I like Michael Penix out of Washington as well. He's a senior bowl invite, and Bo Nix is also a senior bowl invite. Now, there's still a lot more quarterbacks out there that are good. Those are just kind of the ones at the top of my list, right? I think that there's plenty others that are good. I know Drake May has some you know, good qualities. I'm not 100% sold on him as a franchise quarterback on the next level, just like uh, you know, Mike McCarthy, or not Mike McCarthy, uh, J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan. I think he's got some good qualities as well, but I'm not 100% sold on him as a, as a franchise quarterback. But I'm not a quarterback whisperer. I'm just talking about what I see. But there's others that I wanted to bring to the table that – you know, have a little bit of skin in the game and, and obviously are paying attention to what's going on, not only in the NFL, but in the college game as well. The first one, though, I want you to hear from Devontae Adams. He was actually on a podcast with Amber Thea Harris, good friend of the show, and James Jones, obviously longtime NFL wide receiver, good friends with Devontae Adams as well. And Amber will ask Devontae about potential rookie quarterbacks and who he has his eyes on. Here's Devontae Adams, Amber Thea Harris, and James Jones from the 2Gs in a Pod podcast talking about quarterbacks. Devontae, I know that a guy of your experience and your level as a veteran, really the idea of playing with a rookie quarterback isn't exciting. But as we just spoke about, C.J. Stroud came in and turned everything around. So there are guys that can come in and do that. When you look at the 2024 NFL draft and some of the quarterbacks that could go, you know, in the top three, is there anybody that stands out that you think could have the potential? It's not like I'm asking you if you want them to come to the Raiders, just that has the potential that you've gotten to know or that you admire uh, the way that you did C.J. Stroud uh, back last year? Well, I think um, I think based off the situation last year, I paid a little bit more to more attention. I think it was a little bit louder the way that, um, you know, Bryce and C.J. were playing. It was a little bit more easier to pay attention to them. I'm not great with college football. I don't know every every guy that's going on out there. and But I did uh, pay a little bit of attention to, to Jaden Daniels. I know he was a a good, tough, uh, obviously won the Heisman, so he's a, he's a great player, but that's somebody that I think that, that can come in and, and be a decent player. He's got to slide a little bit more than what he was doing this year because I saw him taking a couple of hits like 1-7 out there. and I don't know if <laughs> his frame a little smaller than mine. I don't know how much he can take a it A lot up. smaller, a lot smaller. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but uh, I do think he, he'd be a good player. Um, you know, you never know, but it's, that's somebody that I've seen that looked like he can throw it in. He's an athlete, can kind of throw on the run, make plays with his legs, all of that. And that's something that uh, it's, that's crucial in today's in today's world. You got too many of these dudes like Max chasing down the quarterback, and if the quarterback can't move around, it's I mean it's going to be a lot of sacks. <laughs> so <laughs> having somebody like him will be crucial for our team um, or for any team. But you know, if, if for whatever reason he was to go to the Raiders, 
um, you know, having that ability to move around and create and, and make plays like that from what I've seen would be big. So there you go. Uh, Devontae Adams, for the record, wanted uh, C.J. Stroud. He was the guy that was really pounding the table for C.J. Stroud, was hoping that the Raiders would go make a move for him. Now, I've said it many times, and I know some people don't believe it and like to push back. The Raiders weren't going to go and get C.J. Stroud anyway. When they traded up and they tried to get up to the number one spot, they were trying to get Bryce Young. That's the dude that they wanted. That was the dude that they just knew was going to be the guy. And Bryce Young still might be the guy. He just didn't have the rookie year that C.J. Stroud had. But Devontae Adams was a big fan of C.J. And C.J. was a big fan of Devontae as well. And it's so funny. Every time I think about that, I go back to the time in Kansas City when I actually got to talk to C.J. Stroud. And I came back from that saying, man, he sure sounds like he thinks he's going to be a Raider. Right. And obviously it didn't work out. He went to Houston and they did some really good things there his rookie year. So uh, you hear Devontae Adams right there talking about Jaden Daniels and what he brings to the table and talking about, you know, mobility. And you got to have that. You got to be able to use your legs because guys like Max Crosby are coming screaming off the edge and they're trying to get after the quarterback. So they've got to definitely uh, have that ability to move again. Same thing I've been saying when it comes to to mobility. Also, on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920, on Friday, I had an opportunity to catch up. Matter of fact, started the show with RG3, like five minutes into the show, RG3 joins the show. Thought it was fantastic. But we talked all things Antonio Pierce. It was a really good conversation. If you missed it, lvsportsnetwork.com. You can check out the whole podcast. It's fantastic. But there's a point where I said, you know, because I know RG3 covers the college game. I know he's on the broadcast for a bunch of college games. So I start talking about Jaden Daniels and get his thoughts on him. So here's that exchange and a couple back and forth as well with myself and RG3 from Friday, Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. The draft is going to come up in April. It's going to be here sooner than we know. It'll be here so quickly. We know how that goes. I'm a big fan of Jaden Daniels. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. What do you see in him? Man, everything. <laughs> I called three LSU games this year, and when I walked away from it, like, people might say, oh, this is, that's not true. But when you look at Caleb Williams, I think Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. Just having covered him in college and watching the tape, he just can do everything that you want a quarterback to do. But uh, when you talk about the total package of being able to beat a team with your feet and also beat them with your arm and also beat them with your mind, uh, Jaden Daniels. I don't know if there's anybody that does it at the elite level that he does it in college football. And that's why he was the Heisman Trophy winner. You watch his games, it's like it's not his fault he had a a bottom 90 defense on the other side of the ball. Mm -hmm. This kid is is amazing. He has touch. He has the one-step quickness of a Lamar Jackson. He can throw the fade uh, a la Russell Wilson. You know those moon balls you used to see Russell throw all the time? Yep. He can do all of those things. But the main thing for Jaden is because he's so dynamic, he's got to get with a coach that's going to tailor the system around him. He's not the type of quarterback that you just bring him in and you say, all right, he's going to run a West Coast offense. Mm-hmm. Can he run a West Coast? 100%. But you want to be able to allow him to use all of his abilities. And I think because of that, I think he's a top 10 pick. Jaden Daniels is a top 10 pick, and uh, I think you're going to see a lot of, not hype, but he's going to climb a lot of boards as, as we get closer to the draft. Well, I'm sold. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it as loud as possible. Maybe the Raiders who are sitting there at 13 can make a move all the way up. I don't care what they got to do. RG3, you got you to gotta go get your quarterback. Look, you know how it is. You were, what, number two overall. If teams yeah. are going to trade up to go get that guy, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's just how it yeah, goes. Especially in this draft, you know, you got to go up and trade up, trade up and get the guy. 
Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, if the whole organization is not sold on that guy, don't put him in that situation. Right. Because you're going to put him in a situation that's just not ideal. There's going to be infighting and everyone's going to get fired. So if you're going to go up and move and get a guy, make sure that is the guy that you want. I think that Jaden Daniels would make the Raiders a winner immediately. I mean, holy cow. That defense, guys like Max Crosby, you know, he's he from he, he's playing in the in the boot the last two years, so you know he got some of that that southern swag to him now. It's not just all West Coast, but he's gonna go back to the West Coast with with Vegas. Uh, I think that would be a, a match made in heaven, and uh, for sure they should move up and get him. And maybe they don't have to. Maybe there's so many QBs at the front. When you look at Caleb and Drake May and, and Michael Penix Jr. and JJ McCarthy's also getting thrown in that mix, and don't want to miss anybody, but there's a lot of top quarterbacks. That, that are up there, maybe Jaden falls to him at 13. Maybe they can get him at 9. I don't know, but they right. need to go get him. So there you go. Uh, RG3 said, uh, go get him, right? He would make the, the Raiders uh, awesome immediately, right? Talking about Jaden Daniels. And again, I talk, talk about him and I brought him up because he's my favorite one. He's the quarterback that I really think could do the, the, the most good with the silver and black. That doesn't mean that he is the only one, right? But I'll say this. He ain't going to be there at 13. He ain't going to be there at number nine. <laughs> if, you, if the Raiders want Jaden Daniels, they're going to have to get up there to like number three or number four. And, of course, the top three uh, look like they all want quarterbacks. In Chicago, uh, New England's up there. And uh, who else is up there? Oh, Washington. So it goes Chicago, Washington, and New England. So all three of those look like they want quarterbacks, so they probably won't want to give up. Uh, that spot to go get that quarterback. But if the Raiders want a guy like Jaden Daniels, want a guy like Caleb Williams, or hell, a guy like Drake May, they're going to have to get up there in the top three. The final soundbite that I want you to hear uh, is actually Jim Nagy, the director of the Senior Bowl uh, in Mobile, Alabama. That's one of the biggest, actually it is the biggest, uh, all-star showcase for these players coming out of college, going into the draft. And he was on the morning tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Monday. And he starts talking, he was asked about a couple quarterbacks that are going to be there at the Senior Bowl. And again, that's Michael Penix and Bo Nix. Both are Senior Bowl invites. They'll both be there. I think for Michael Penix, the medicals will be just as important as the workouts, if not more important. And Bo Nix, I think he just has an opportunity to continue to you know, sharpen his skills and, and really uh, create a buzz for himself because I think he's done some really good things the last couple of years there at Oregon. But here's Jim Nagy talking about the two quarterbacks that could be available for the Raiders at 13 that will both be there at the Senior Bowl in Bo Nix and Michael Penix. But he starts out with a nugget about Antonio Pierce as he was in Washington when they signed Antonio Pierce as an undrafted free agent. Here he is, Jim Nagy. Yeah, I'm happy they appointed Antonio the head coach. He was actually, um, when I, I scouted for the Redskins back when Antonio was coming out, I was there when we, we signed him as an undrafted free agent, and, and we, he made our team that year. I think we had nine undrafted guys uh, off the top of my head. I think we had nine undrafted free agents make our team that year. Um, I guess that's why we started 0-5. But, uh, it's, so it's very cool to see Antonio um, you know, get that head coaching job. But, yeah, you got to get a GM in place before you get down here to Mobile, too. Right. Because you got to get your ducks in a row from a scouting standpoint. I mean, that's really important. Um, but, yeah, in terms of those two quarterbacks, at 13, I would say those would be the two guys that are in our game in the mix. Um, we've got some other really good ones that I like. But it would probably be Bo and, and, and Mike Penix. Um, you know, and they're, they're different players. I think, you know, the one thing I would say about Bo Nix is that uh, I think it's been really impressive what he's done the last two years at Oregon really shedding a lot of bad habits that he developed at Auburn. I think we, we, we all saw what Bo was at Auburn. He came in as a, a really how, highly touted guy, played behind some bad offensive lines for a couple of years and didn't have a lot of great skill people around him. And he was just forced to, you know, run around and play sandlot football. 
And uh, and he can do that because I think we forget how what a good athlete Bo Nix is. I mean, he's going to run in the four or fives. He's he's a really good athlete. But to see what Oregon did and make him more as more of a structured quarterback, I mean, it's been it's been super impressive for a guy to you know correct himself the way Bo's been able to correct himself. And then and then Mike Penix. Um, I think if you know in Raider Nation, if this if Al Davis were um, you know still with us and in, in, in owning that team, Mike Penix might be the guy. I mean, he is because <laughs> we know how much it, uh, Mr. Davis loved throwing the ball vertically. And there's not a better guy in this draft class in terms of accuracy in downfield production than, than Mike Penix. So there's some really good stuff right there. And I'm with Nagy 100% on Bo on Bo Nix. I think that what he's been able to do, and really the last couple of years there at Oregon, I know he's been in college for what seems like forever, but the last couple of years there uh, at Oregon, man, he really cleaned up his 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 work, the, the way that he played the quarterback position. And I think that really that helped showcase him. I know those games, Washington versus Oregon, were must-see TV both times. Uh, I loved those games, and it was fantastic watching Michael Penix and Bo Nix go at it. Now seeing that they're both going to be at the Senior Bowl. Uh, that's really important. And as we all know, the Raiders get a lot of draft picks from the Senior Bowl. There's a lot of times that they go and they'll get you know their guys from the Senior Bowl. Patrick Graham was uh, one of the head coaches for the Senior Bowl, uh, one of the, the staffs last season, and you saw that they were able to get multiple players out of the Senior Bowl. They went and got Dylan Parham from the Senior Bowl before. Uh, hell, Derek Carr was a Senior Bowl quarterback at one point. The Raiders dip into the Senior Bowl quite a bit. When John Gruden was on the coaching staff, remember all the Raiders stickers he would put on their helmets like they really deep dive into the senior bowl it's one of the biggest like i said showcases for uh for players going into the draft and really helps them boost their stock so i'm very interested to see what the senior bowl week of practice looks like and then the game is just a cherry on top but really you really make a name for yourself during the week of practice but i just thought that it'd be good for you to hear from others on quarterbacks and of course uh, it was mainly Jaden Daniels when it came to Devontae Adams that's who he brought up not me uh, RG3 I brought him up but he expanded on him talked about the three games that he uh, he actually called for ESPN that he had Jaden Daniels there and then Jim Nagy just talking about Bo Nix and Michael Penix coming up in segment number three your calls and text draft that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 it's coming up on today's Lockdown Raiders podcast before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Game Time. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sporting events, comedy shows, uh, concerts, theater events near you, anything that you need. And right now, all users get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with the code VEGAS. 100 with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, and that's awesome. It is amazing. Last minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And really, the views from your seat in, in any venue is really the game changer. That's what you really want to have. You don't want to have any surprises when you show up to the event. Like, oh man, these seats, they sure did look good when I was just looking at the little bubble or the little box on the screen. Now I get to my seat and it's like, eh, womp, womp, womp. Not looking so good. So again, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use the code Vegas100. That's V E G A S. The number is 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, that's okay. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. You're off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Starting off with Marine Raider. He's calling to talk about Monday's show and the message I delivered about my son, Kimani, and also talks about AP as the Raiders head coach moving forward. Here he is, Marine Raider. Hey, Key, what's going on, man? It's uh, Marine Raider. Um, haven't talked in a while. haven't called in a while. I think the last time was, I was still living in Kansas City, but finally retired um, out of the military and moved over to my new home here in Vegas. So I'm enjoying uh, my time here. But, hey, I uh, just wanted to uh, talk to you very quick because I um, heard your show today. Always listen to your show first thing in the morning. But uh, today, definitely, um, you know, I know it was a special one for you. And um, I kind of have to let you know that I appreciate what you do first and foremost where, um, you know, we kind of tend to forget about the things in life and one of them being these situations and death. Um, and we have to realize that life is bigger than just football or, you know, anything else that's going on. Um, and I know that, you know, most people in your shoes would probably taking the day off, you know, to, you know, think about their families and think about everything that's going on on this special day, but you're doing your thing and I appreciate you. Um, everything that you do, um, like I said, I love your podcast. I'm excited for this new hiring of AP and what the next season brings. Um, I, I, you know, I love hearing everybody's opinions. And situational and you know everything um and it's great uh but i think that going forward i think with ap at the at the head i think we'll be great but i just wanted to tell you hey what we've been thinking about you um i've listened to it over the years and i know that january mid-january and stuff is especially a tough time for you but i know the most most of the red nation if not all red nation all the listeners have your back and your support and i'm glad that you took some time off to honor your son and uh, I hope you keep doing that um, to kind of bring us back to reality and let us know there are bigger things in life. Hey, take care, Q. I'll talk to you soon. Raiders. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. Congratulations on retirement. And thank you for all your service. Thank you for everything that you did for the country. Uh, we appreciate you, even though we probably don't express that enough. Uh, I'm also excited about the future with AP. Can't wait till he gets introduced and him and the GM actually get uh, to work on what they're trying to do, build this roster, and really put their thumbprint on this organization. I really want to see what an Antonio Pierce led team looks like with a whole off season, with a whole plan in place of, okay, this is my vision. Like I want to see that vision rolled out in real time. That's something I'm excited about. And that'll get started. Well, after the press conference starts. So I'm sure on Wednesday, I mean, I'm sure it's already started, but on Wednesday it'll be official when they have the press conference and he's introduced. The only question will be, is he going to be introduced by himself or will he be introduced with the GM as well. Thanks so much for the call. And again, thanks so much for your service. I appreciate you. And of course, the kind words uh, about my son. I thank you for that as well. Uh, next, I got a text from Taylor in the 503. He said, what's up, Q? It's Taylor from the 503, Portland, Oregon. Ooh-wee. Quarterback debate is heating up already. In my mind, we gave up the chance for Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams when we fired McDaniels and started winning. Had to get a top three pick to secure one of those quarterbacks. Seven of the 12 teams picking before the Raiders in the draft could and will go quarterback, which means if one of those top three teams is open to moving down, which I doubt, a handful of other teams will have better trade compensation to offer than the Raiders. I want to see AP succeed. Train the farm to get a top quarterback in this class will handicap him for years to come, and we're more than a quarterback away. Of the Raiders quarterbacks who have taken their teams to the Super Bowl, none were world-shattering talents. Our Super Bowl teams have always been highlighted by veteran quarterbacks who have something to prove and immensely talented rosters around them. So let's go get Russell Wilson and set him up to start cooking. Resign Jacobs, beef up that offensive line. Whatever the case is, it's good to be excited about Raider football again. Much love, Raider Nation. Q, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family this week, over and out. That's Taylor in the 503. That's Portland, Oregon. Thanks so much for the text. I appreciate you. And 
I mean, you're right. You know, obviously when they started winning games, their draft stock dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped, where many will say, hey, they should have just lost out, and then they could have uh, had their selection. They could have picked number one or two or three in the top three. But to get the job, AP had to win games. AP did. He ended up going five and four and gave Raider Nation life. Like, there's no way he could have lost all those games and then uh, tried to go get the head coaching job. And Raider Nation would have been like, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy that we want leading the charge, a guy who just went 0-9 down the stretch or whatever the case may be, right? So he was kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, you know how I am. I've been very uh, adamant about my beliefs when it comes to winning games. You should always try to win games. I'm not worried about losing. I'm not worried about draft picks. At some point, if you want to go get your guy, you can get your guy, right? The Chiefs moved up from 27 to 10 to go get Patrick Mahomes. And I know every scenario is not created equal. I get that right? Uh, the Chiefs team was consistently going to the playoffs before they made that move, but they identified a guy that they thought could get them over the hump, and he hasn't missed the AFC Championship game since. Since he started, he's been in every single year in the AFC Championship game. If the Raiders are committed and feel like that they could find that guy, why not go get him? I honestly don't care if it costs you three first-round picks, right? Go and get, get if, if your guy is Jaden Daniels, or your guy is Caleb Williams, or your guy is other, whatever it is, right? I'm just going with the guys that I like, but if it's, if it's other, so be it. Go get that guy. Do what you got to do. Get that young, that young uh, guy with that, that uh, rookie contract, and you could build around him, right? And especially if a guy that inspires guys like Devontae Adams and others, uh, I could see that being a real good selling point. So I'm still with it. Uh, I understand what you're saying, and I don't really think it will handicap the team too much. I really don't because I think the team is really talented. And I think that if any team has an opportunity to really make some noise right now, it'd be the Raiders, right? And I think AP is the guy to get it done. But I totally understand what you're saying. I don't think Russell Wilson has too much left in the tank. Uh, if, if one of those scenarios for one of the young quarterbacks is off the table, then that's probably that scenario that I've been talking about in case of emergency break glass and turn your attention to Justin Fields. I think I have more confidence in uh, Justin Fields, who's still young, than a Russell Wilson who looks like he's pretty close to being at the end. Right. Even though Justin Fields has a lot to prove as well. Maybe he'll come to the Raiders and have that chip on his shoulder and, you know, get, give his uh, career a little bit more uh, juice. Right. Re revitalize uh, and revamp his career. That could be a possibility. We've seen it happen before. I'm not real high on it. It's not option one for me, but it's a possibility. I think I'd like him more than I'd like Russell Wilson. But thanks so much for the text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Raider Izzy. He's calling to talk about the quarterback position as it pertains to the future and also the current Raiders quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, and gives his thoughts. Here he is, Raider Izzy. What up, Q, Raider Izzy? Um, wanted to uh, just chime in on the uh, the quarterback talk here, with uh, mainly with Aiden O'Connell. And I know, you know, <laughs> one thing I've noticed with Raider fans is we tend to find players that are average and we just don't want to get rid of them because we're afraid of getting someone that's worse. Um, and we get stuck on mediocrity a lot. And, you know, we're talking about Aiden O'Connell here and I appreciate everything Aiden O'Connell did. I really do. I mean, the guy was put in a tough position. He, for where he was drafted, I think he did a phenomenal job. All right. I really do. The reality is there is a chance that he's not even on the roster this year. Now, hear me out. With him being drafted where he was, there's not a lot of money put into him, okay? Now that we're looking at these legitimate offensive coordinators, okay, we, you know, we took a shot at Shane Waldron who wound up going to Chicago. We, you know, now we're talking to Zach Robinson, who's one of the brightest up-and-coming minds in the entire league. 
these guys are going to want quarterbacks that fit their system. Okay? Now, if, if they came here and we had a quarterback that we're paying $30 million a year to, I get it. They're, they're judging their they're, – they're basing their decision on that. I get it. Okay? That's not Aiden O'Connell right now. You know what I mean? He's on a rookie deal. He's making basically nothing. This guy, whoever, let's say it's Zach Robinson, okay? Or, or I mean, because I, I know Walter and went to Chicago. You know, they're going to, one, probably draft. We're probably going to draft a quarterback like we talked about, as we should. But they're also going to want a veteran that has experience in their system. Like what we saw with Josh McDaniels. He wanted Jimmy G. Let's say we go up and we trade up for, for Daniels. You know, which all of us are talking about, okay? We're not going to – he's probably not going to want Aiden O'Connell as a backup. So now you're building your line on this, on this, you know, super mobile quarterback and all this. He's going to probably want a backup that's similar. So I, I'll be honest, there's a chance that O'Connell's not even on the roster. Again, I love the guy, but there's a chance, man. You know what I mean? Like, just, a, just a, something that we should probably think about. But uh, appreciate it, bro. Love the show as always. Later. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. You know, uh, that's that's my thing is when it comes to O'Connell on the roster, it's fine to have him on the roster. I know what you're saying. If they do go get a dynamic quarterback, a game-changing quarterback, these two guys are will definitely be created differently. But I still think O'Connell has a role where if a guy's going to miss some time, he can still come in and win some games. He'll have to do it differently, right? They'll have to lean on the defense and the run game and others, but he could still he could still find a way to win games. I think he's earned that. Plus, at his salary, why why cut him, right? He's not making that much money, and he's shown that he, like I said, could win games. So I think that he's he's good for the roster. I just don't think that he's the guy that you look at and say, yeah, that's the bona fide starter. There's no doubt about it. Again, if they go and battle it out in camp, and he looks better and he wins it out, so be it. I just, like I said, I feel like that you just need to have that element that he doesn't bring to the table. Uh, and, and again, it's, it's the willingness. It's the ability. It's the, you know, in- instincts just to be able to, boom, go, right? Hey, it's there. Let me go get it. Just like Rich Gannon used to do, right? I say it all the time. You don't have to be fleet-footed. I think when people hear me say mobile, they think I'm talking about a big-time runner. Like, she's a runner. She's a track star. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a guy that has the ability to get it done with his legs if need be. Keep plays alive. Roll out, right? I had someone hit me up and say, oh, Brock Purdy's not this and and Baker Mayfield's not this. Yes, they are. They're guys that can get it done with their legs. Hell, Mayfield uh, over the weekend had a big-time run down the sideline. Brock Purdy had a nice touchdown pass because he was able to roll out, right? I'm not asking for, you know, 700, 800,000 yards a season. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for, you know, seven or eight yards to pick up a first down, you know, five or six yards to pick up a first down uh, or, or, you know, be able to get it into the end zone or, you know, like I said, keep plays alive, be able to scramble a little bit and give your wide receiver extra time to, to get open. That's what I'm talking about. Again, I'm not looking for a hundred yard rusher. They've got guys in the backfield that can go get that. I'm just looking for a guy that has some willingness and ability to use his legs and it comes natural instinct. It's not something that it's got to be pounded into their head, pounded into the head, pounded into the head. It's nothing against Aiden O'Connell. I don't not like him. I like him. I think he's a hell of a player that was put into a tough position and he did the very best he could with it. So I give him all the credit in the world and definitely believe he has a spot on the roster. Just don't think that he's going to be a starting quarterback moving forward with the Raiders or any other team in the league. But again, that's just me. Let's get one more text in as we wrap up the show. This one's from Duvel J. He says, hey, Q, Duvel J here, new booty. Question, what's the latest word on the new OC? I feel like most of Raider Nation does that the two main things missing this past season was offensive scheme and the offensive line play. 
No disrespect to our interim OC. He did the best he could with the impossible situation he was given. I think we need an experienced play caller who knows how to use the talented weapons we possess. Thanks for keeping us updated on everything's Raiders. Keep up the great work. That's Duvel J. Thanks so much for the text, my man. And yeah, as I talked about in segment number one, there's a couple different options that are out there that could be uh, potentials. But, you know, Dan Pitcher is one. Uh, he's a guy that's got connections to Marvin Lewis, who is a part of the Raiders staff. We don't know exactly what the capacity that Lewis is part of the staff, but he gave Pitcher his first NFL job back in 2016. He's a guy that could be, you know, high on the list. I know he's supposed to be coming in for an interview. He's supposed to be flying in today and meeting with the Raiders on Wednesday. My guy Raider Izzy is really high on uh, on pitcher and thinks that he's going to be high on the wish list for the Raiders. They also requested um, they requested uh, Zach Robinson, the passing game coordinator from the Rams, uh, to come in as well. And I don't know if they've been granted permission or not, but it sounds like uh, he, he can get a potential interview with the Raiders as well. I know the Steelers have also requested them. So there's some other guys. Cliff Kingsbury is a guy whose name is out there too. So I think that they're trying to get young, innovative, you know, creative, uh, you know, experienced play calling. I think that's exactly what they need. But thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And that's all we got time for. On today's show, we still got uh, a call from Ryan from New Mexico, a uh, text from Chef Frank in Napa, Darren from the 203 hit us with a call, and a text from 208 Raider, uh, plus others. We got more on the way as well. We'll get to those on tomorrow's show. We'll have more news and notes. Maybe we'll be talking about a GM. And, of course, on Wednesday, we'll definitely be talking about some kind of press conference. Just don't know if it's a coach and GM or just coach. But we do know the press conference will happen, at least for the coach, on Wednesday. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family, and as always, just win, baby.